welcome to This Was Our Youth. I am Matthew Pullman. And I'm Jonathan Emerson. And this is a podcast all about 90s pop culture and nostalgia. Totally rad, bro. And if that intro music did not tip you off, today (laughs) we are talking about Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. The 1993 film directed by Steven Spielberg that poses the question, you know, what would happen if we brought back dinosaurs to life? That'd be good, (laughs) right? uh, Spoiler alert, uh, we would be fucked. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, So let's get straight into it. John, what was your history with this film? Did you see it when it came out in theaters in 93? Yeah, so fun, funny story. Well, actually, I hope it's funny, or at least mildly entertaining. So I definitely saw this movie the year it came out. Uh, I think it was it was huge everywhere. I mean, everyone was all over it. Um, up until that point, I think it was like the most popular movie uh, in, in all of history at that yeah, point. Yeah, we'll talk about the box office. Oh, okay, got it. But for a while, it held the record for biggest box office ever. Um, Spielberg beat his own record with E.T. Oh, So okay. E.T. was the record until Jurassic Park came along, and then Titanic. Titanic yeah. And then I believe avatar oh yes okay which is weird it's weird that we're we're in we're in that (laughs) timeline where this is where as a culture we spent our most money because i just feel like avatar has not nothing against avatar i like it i think it's fine but i don't think it's held up as much in the public uh, subconscious as Jurassic Park or Titanic or E.T.? Well, let's or am I wrong? No, no, I think you're 100% right. And I interrupted your story, so <laughs> No, no, I mean, to, to at least briefly touch on your point, um, we watched it last week, and it absolutely holds up. It's just as entertaining to me as it was. The problematic things about it were, were problematic things that... Uh, we, we experience still, and, and it was usually the bad guys who get eaten that, that were problematic. Yeah, so. but, I, but like the way that we rewatched Jurassic Park, I don't know if anyone who's rewatching Avatar or people our age that have kids are like showing them Avatar. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. This, I know the sequels are. It doesn't are. hit quite the mix, though. I mean, there is the Avatar land in Disney now, which sure. apparently is a big thing, but it's just, it's, it's funny. But, it, but it's also, I don't think that movie grosses are adjusted for inflation. So, you know, Avatar comes out 16 years later, and of course, movies are more expensive, and that's a 3D movie, so maybe that uh, helped inflate that price. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of talking out my ass here. So anyway... Back to my story. Sure. Uh, no, um, so, yeah, not not that exciting. I actually saw this at the drive-in, I think, mm. first. So there was the there was like one drive-in. Was it the Elm Road drive-in? It was the <laughs> Elm Road drive-in. It was like the only one that even... I, I don't think you guys Warren? had... It was in Warren. Yeah, I went there once. I I think I don't think you guys in Canfield even had they, like there access. Was, to... Back back to the uh, to the northeast <laughs> Ohio. There was no drive-ins in our county. I believe growing up, the only drive-ins close to us were Elm Road in Niles. Am well, there I wrong? Was, yeah, Elm Road is in Ni- Elm Road is in Niles. That's and the then, one that everyone goes. And there to. was a Columbiana drive-in. There was. There used I don't know to be. It... There used to be one in Youngstown. I think called Skylight or something like that. My... It wasn't in Youngstown. Oh, okay. At least when. Not when I was going. Not. To movies. Yeah. At least I don't know. Might might have been before our time. It's fine. This is interesting to like 
two people. To two people. <laughs> so yeah. Saw let's it in a let's talk about Idora Park. Okay. Let's Any- not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw it at the drive-in. It was a double feature, and I cannot recall what uh, it was. Yeah, because all drive-ins are double feature. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was. What I remember, it was a totally opposite experience. Like funny, funny, ha ha. It might have been like. Uh, a Chris Farley movie or something, and mm. then like all of a sudden people are getting eaten by dinosaurs. You know, what? I have uh, I was gonna play a game later, which was Jurassic Park box office. Let me just see what else it. Uh, I don't want to spoil. Well, I don't want to spoil because I want to see if you can. Uh, anyway, no. Okay. I, I don't know, but I, I was looking for a Chris Farley movie, so I don't. So it might have been like it might have been like was Jurassic um, Park first, or was the other movie first? I think Jurassic Park was the was the second movie, like the the the. the oh, the, interesting! I always thought they put the most popular movie first, so that people could like leave. Well, I thought that too, but maybe they put that one because it was scary second, so that people with kids oh, could bounce after after the funny movie. Okay. I think it might have been like what was the Chris Farley movie with David Spade? Fat guy he did too. and a little like. Um, uh, I think Black it, Sheep. It might have been something like that. Sunny it Boy. I uh, mm, or might have been, oh, uh, I will Google this. But um, keep <laughs> it going. was in the '90s and it, it was funny and I think it had Chris Farley. But anyway, it was a double feature, so you know we were sitting with our parents in the back of a car with uh, the weird uh, technology back then that if you had the right kind of radio, you didn't need the hookup to your window. Um, but I, I just remember it was epic. Like, we stayed for it. It was dark. It was a pretty cool experience uh, to watch it outside. Amazing. And I don't <laughs> think that you... So Tommy Boy comes out in 95. Okay. Black Sheep was 96. Is so there... Jurassic Park is 93. It might have been something else entirely. Was possibly. it Was it your, a Chris Farley joint? <laughs> Uh, I don't. It could have been Adam Sandler. It could have been anything. You're, I, now you're just going through the '90s uh, classic SNL roster, and, and we are on a time limit. Okay. And right now, people are turning off. If you had, this. if you had like this Google thing to like, you show might figure us. it out later. So we're okay. gonna do we're gonna do a top ten Fair trivia, and maybe I'm maybe do top ten movies of the '90s, so that I can figure this out. But Top 10 movies of the 90s, but... Uh, that... 93, excuse me. Okay, but then you're going to spoil the game. Oh, it's okay. Well, I'm not going to spoil your game. Okay, but there was <laughs> it, there were two movies, <laughs> one of which I don't remember. <laughs> so the only time I was at a drive-in was we saw George of the Jungle. Okay. At a drive-in. It was George of the Jungle paired with Hercules, the Disney animated movie. I like that fit. That's kind of cool. That's a good, but I remember Hercules came second. I think we didn't stay for Hercules because it was getting too late. Well, you didn't stay for Hercules, like the animated yeah. one? For I'd the, already uh, seen it. Oh, you did? Okay. I'd already seen it, and my parents didn't want to stay for the I double. do love Brendan Fraser, but I think out of the two, I would prefer the Hercules animated. Pro- yeah, pro- probably me too. But but I, again, love but I, Brendan Fraser. But was, I, this is not even about Jurassic Park. What was weird was, it's the only time I've ever been to a drive-in, so I don't really know how they work. It's, it's that thing where I remember you parked the car, and then you turned your keys towards you so that mm-hmm. only your battery was on and they told you to turn to a certain radio station. Right. But my question is, how did that not drain the batteries of every car? I guess I remember people saying sometimes after seeing a driving movie, their cars wouldn't start. I mean, if you had an old clunker, that was definitely a risk. You, you but might can have newer cars to... just like leave their batteries on for that long? Um, newer, like it does take a consider... But is that how they, they still do sound? I haven't been to a drive-in movie in many moons. You're not prepared for any of my questions. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's fine. Listeners, educate me because every time now well, I see a movie. If you're worried about your battery, you could. I think they still have the old clunker. I'm not worried about can... my battery because I don't have a car, <laughs> but it's something. Do you ever just wake up in the middle of the night and just like have anxiety about stupid issues? No. I, okay, well, that I... must be nice for you. It's, it's something. <laughs> when I'm watching a movie and the characters are at a drive in, I'm always concerned. Well, their I mean, when you're doing start. that, when you're doing that battery only mode, and you're not turning on any lights in the car or running the running anything, uh, you're only taking up the energy it takes to run the the radio, which is a very very small amount of okay. electricity. So I think you're good for a couple hours. But if if you had a bad car with or a bad battery in need of replacement, yes, you may have, especially if it was stick shift. Now I'm really aging myself. But then you might have had to have somebody push your car while you're trying to restart it and get the battery, like the engine turned over, like in. Oh, you've never seen the original Karate Kid, so I can't even use this I reference. I have seen all four seasons of Cobra Kai, which oh combined of all the flashbacks, I have definitely seen... You've seen enough? I've seen okay. the most pertinent points of Karate Kid, because... I'm going to act it out for you 20% tonight. of a Cobra Kai episode is a flashback flashbacks? for right. stupid people like me, because <laughs> their plots are so complicated that if they You're didn't... The best. Around. Okay. <laughs> I think we're talking about Jurassic Park. Okay, so back I, to Jurassic Park. Yeah, I saw this in the summer of 93. Uh, I wasn't born yet, so all the information was <laughs> was filtered. You were a fetus at by, the time, uh, so... Uh, fluids and seismography. Wait, you were, aren't you like... Um, oh, I ain't gonna age you. All it's right. fine. I'm turning 40 You were a teenager. Months. No, yeah. I wasn't a teenager. I was just... I just I just left fourth grade and I was going, I would have been 11. Okay. And I remember it came out the summer of 93. I remember being really excited to see it. I think at first I wasn't allowed to see it because my mom thought it was too violent. But mm. then I think everyone was seeing it. So it's fine. I remember she saw it first and I guess was like, uh, it's fine. And then so I saw it with her, absolutely loved it. I'm pretty sure I saw it a second time mm. in the theater. And what's memorable to me is that I loved it so much that I read the book, and by read the book, the Michael Crichton book, I attempted to read it. It was my first quote-unquote grown-up book okay. that I tried to read, but I didn't realize that adult books start with lots of chapters of exposition. Lots of science talk Lots of in this science case. exposition. Yeah. I remember being very frustrated because I was 10 years old and there was all these chapters about genetic engineering. Which and there not... wasn't that much in the culture at the time about genetics or cloning or any of that. It was very, very new stuff. No. And the first couple of chapters, there's like legalese about why they need, you know, Dr. Grant, Dr. Settler to come to this island because the insurers think it's a risk and they have to get like, I'm 10. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I'm like, where are the MFing dinosaurs? They're, so they're, I think I remember, yeah. I think I actually flipped through like, I, I remember skipping chapters, <laughs> and and then eventually, when I was a teenager or in my 20s, I went back and I actually re... No, know what I did? A year later, I went to the library, and I checked out the book on tape, okay. and I listened to it, and that was much more accessible. Oh, uh, okay. And then when I was an adult, I'm pretty sure after we moved to New York, I picked up the book from the library and actually read it um, cover to cover. So, so I've read the book, and... It's interesting that the the differences that are between the novel and the movie they're they're both good. I think it's one of those cases where I actually think the movie is better than okay. the book. I think it works better. There's I was trying to think of the things that I remember that are different and people can chime in. Okay. The differences that I remember are number 1 is that the kids ages are swapped. 
So right. Tim is a teenage boy, and Lex is a little girl. She's like five. And so there's a lot of scenes with her kind of getting into trouble. Not getting into trouble. She needs to be rescued. Like, um, Tim has to look out for her, and then a dinosaur is chasing her. I think at one point there are pterodactyls in the book. Oh. And there's a scene where they're on a raft. Dr. Grant and two kids, and the pterodactyls are trying to pick up Lex. Oh, Because wow. she's a little girl. Uh, the other difference is the climax of the book is different. In the climax, there's this scene where Dr. Grant is, like, operating a machine where he's picking up bones and basically dropping them on the rafters. It's not oh, very climatic. Okay. I think the climax of this movie works better with, with the a T-Rex. raptor yeah. fight and the T-Rex jumping There are in. raptors in the end, but how they, like, escape from them, it's kind of boring. It's I just... did really think that the, the raptor sequence... Uh, the raptor sequence in the kitchen with the kids is probably one of the most like scary scenes yeah, it's in, great. in cinema. It's, it's really very well put together. Well filmed yeah. and very climatic. Well, we'll talk more about the movie, how it builds, but it, what I love about the movie is that once the power goes out, it starts building tension and it never lets down. Right. It just keeps on going. Um, I think Spielberg really knows how to keep the tension high, keep you engaged. It's like there, there's no bad cut there's no bad scene there's no boring scene right every i was remember i was watching an interview with peter jackson when he was talking about directing lord of the rings mm-hmm. and his challenge was he said as a director of movie probably theater or anything it's like every scene needs to keep the plot going every scene needs to move it forward like every mm-hmm. scene and that was his challenge in a three 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 hour epics had to keep this going so i think spielberg does a good job in this movie about every scene is important the third thing that I just remembered in the car today, thinking about this movie, is that the character of John Hammond is very different in the book. Oh, So okay. in the book, he is written as basically a ruthless capitalist. He's very Trumpy, okay. where he only cares about money. Kind of like how they portray some of the owners of Jurassic Park in the newest franchises of the movie. Right. Uh, I feel like how he's portrayed in the movie, he, he does care about making money he comes off or, as a little more lovable though yeah he's like, like a lovable kind of santa claus grandpa in the movie like he loves his grandkids he's it's like corporate santa he's claus. concerned <laughs> about when people die you know he cares in the book he is all about profit he's very you know he, he reminds me of a donald trump he right. reminds me of an elon musk he reminds me of an uncaring billionaire and what i remember is in the last scene he's off on his own and you see his inner monologue and he's like oh those damn kids you know, his grandkids, they are such a distraction. I can't stand them. I should have never invited them. Blah, blah. All I want to do is make money. This whole thing was a disaster. He's only caring about money. And then he gets, then in the book, he gets attacked by those little dinosaurs, like the little ones, what, and he dies. The heli- they're in the helicopter with him? No, no, no. He's off on his own, like oh. on a walk, and he dies. He, so the character John Hammond doesn't survive the book. Oh, okay. That's a wow. big difference. I think they switch, I think, in the book. So the little one, not the spitters, the, the no. not the Delapa something, I can't remember. It's the little itty bitty ones. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what kills him in the like book. Like the Chihuahua. Of, yeah, if I'm if uh, I'm wrong, someone correct me, but I do know he does not survive the book. Um, I think in the book the lawyer survives. Oh. Uh and then Doctor is it Malcolm? Uh, yeah, Doctor Malcolm, the Jeff Goldblum. Jeff character. Goldblum, thank character. you, and him die. Oh, but in the sequel, The Lost World, the book, they kind of retconned it that Doctor Malcolm lived. Oh, okay. Because um, originally in the movie, Doctor Malcolm was supposed to die, 
but I think he t- screen tested so high that they <laughs> had him survive. That they, that they re- resurrected mm-hmm. him. So yeah. w- one thing you mentioned when you discussed your read of the book um, compared to the movie is how much legalese is involved and liability and insurances. And that, I don't think that any of that, I'll call it adulty stuff about this film, like the whole premise of the plot really is to get signed off on this park. I don't think it hit me till my rewatch last week. Like, it, it's always been a movie for me about big dinosaurs, like yeah. eating people. Yeah, and like, I, I hadn't seen this in how corporate it is. Yeah, never really touched my 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 brain pan. You're right. Uh, because until I probably haven't watched it in its entirety in probably twenty years. Right. I've seen bits and pieces. It's on TV, but you have corporate espionage I, I didn't re- with yeah, the guy stealing the embryos. I never have... paid attention. Yeah, there's two things that struck me this time. One is the the liability part of right. that. The whole reason they're there. Totally was not paying attention. A guy got eaten yeah. and they're, so they're the like, insurance well, we st- company. we really want to make sure we get sign off on this. So let's bring in some experts to say the park is safe. Your park has even to be though insured, it's not safe at all. Um, you know, so it's, it's uh, this whole movie is basically uh, insurance driven. So uh, <laughs> and speaking of the whole, what always confused me as a kid, I again, probably something I was not paying attention to is how the power goes out and like, the reason behind why there's no power. So I think I remember the first couple of times watching it, even though there's lots of exposition scenes, I always assumed like it's a storm. So the power goes out mm-hmm. just like when you're a kid and there's a storm, your power went out in your house. It's just kind of logical, but the, the gates and electricity goes down because the character Nedry, Nedry, mm-hmm. the one played by Wayne Knight, the fat guy. Yeah, right, right. So he, deprograms the gates so he can smuggle the he has them on the a, embryos a, a cycling the power mode basically yeah. he and calls so it debugging but. what originally he was going to have 18 minutes where he was going to depower the fences so he could go to the docks drop off the embryos and then come back and turn everything back on as if nothing happened which is why he's like you guys, um, I'm going to go get some snacks. So I, I did I'll be enjoy right back. How, how fake and, and how bad of an actor he was goes out pretending to and be. And there's a storm, and he gets eaten, so he can't come back to, to undo... debug his own program. Exactly. To, to, he basically hacked the system, and then there was no way for him without him when he dies. When he doesn't come back, there's no way to unhack the without system. turning off the power. Without and turning that's off why, the power. Yeah, and that's why the power goes out. That's it was why never. It was never really driven by the storm. But, but the what storm, I learned yeah. this time in the book. We don't learn his story in the movie. We don't know why he's doing this in the movie. In the movie, it's basically like he wants money. He's a greedy... It sounds like he underbid his job for the park and didn't realize it. Everyone else overpriced him. And like uh... he, he he felt cheated because John Hammond, being a capitalist, took advantage of his underbid. I have oh. the exact info about this. And I'm just going to quote IMDb because this is something I did not pick up on. I'm just going to read this. Let's do it. There is a whole subplot in the novel regarding Dennis Nidri and his reason for betraying the park. In the book, Nidri is not Hammond's employee, but subcontracted to him to create the park's security system. When Hammond cheats on Nidri's pay, Nidri tries to sue, but Hammond instead creates a smear campaign making Nidri lose customers. In the end, he is forced to work for Hammond for a fraction of his pay. The company Nidri was selling the embryos was also trying to clone dinosaurs, but were way behind InGen. InGen is Hammond's company. Right. So Nidri's move was sort of a payback. 
In the end, the filmmakers decided not to include that plot, since it would create sympathy for Nidri and his rather gruesome death. However, there are elements included in the script to hint at this, including Nidri's comment to Dogsin about Hammond's mistake of being cheap, and his argument with Hammond over money. It makes Hammond's continued statement that he quote-unquote spared no expense ironic, or it may <laughs> indicate that he spent money on flashier things park visitors would notice, but skimped on more mundane but necessary equipment for actually running the park. Right. So Nidri's motivation for selling the Zemperos isn't solely because he's selfish and wants money. It's because he was cheated right. out of money by John Hammond. So, yeah, it, it kind of makes you sympathize for that. Yeah, and, of and, course, and again, it yeah. makes Hammond in the book more, more of a, a Trump-like ruthless character. So he's like, I'm not going to pay you at all. He tries to sue, and he's like, well, now you're not going to have a business at all. Work, yeah. Now you're stuck working for me. That's true. I mean, nothing. yeah. You, yeah. Li- you, would, you would try to destroy you can't, that person. You can't right. sue a billionaire. <laughs> it's you, hard. Yeah. As a, as a normal person, yeah, they're going to destroy you. So it's easier just to settle with them whatever scraps they're going to give you so so yeah hammond fuck you i'm on major side yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's the unsung hero of this and and also to say like in the movie they make him just look so gross yeah like there's never him like and and they make him pervy too like uh his like nudie camera like he uh like like the nudie pictures and everything on his computer i mean they're bikini girls it's it's nothing that i haven't seen living in a college uh, I saw some worse stuff people had hung up in their wall in a college dorm. I'll, oh, I'll tell you off mic, uh, but it was, it, I don't want to say it was influential on my sexuality, <laughs> oh but my God. living in a floor with a hundred gross straight gay, uh, straight men, Just, uh, right. um, unregulated because our dorm, what do you call them? An dorm RA? Soup, R, yeah, yeah, thank you. How did I our, know that? <laughs> I think I, I think, I think I repressed a lot of things, um, but our I <laughs> was terrible and, uh, drank and encouraged bad behavior and our dog is really no, he's eating a pen well, no okay. there's okay well he's got a okay now he's got his bone I... anyway okay so what else can we talk about in jurassic park okay some more fun facts <laughs> about this movie so one of the things i remember is that kids love dinosaurs i always loved dinosaurs as a little boy mm-hmm. i was just thinking about this the other morning there was this cartoon in the 80s i don't know if you saw it but I had one of the video cassettes about it. It was about people who lived with dinosaurs, and they like weaponized the dinosaurs, and rode them, like yeah. Dino warriors. Yeah, or do you something. remember what, what this was called? I can't remember because I remember I had the toys. Dino riders, um, maybe. I want to say dino riders, but that sounds. But too that modern. sounds too like. But do you there remember was a this show cartoon? called Spider Riders back? That in the is day, not what I'm. <laughs> wait, is it Dino Riders? This I might is the be thing. correct. I think no, this is I, it. It's it. Okay, I was right. That's so wow. awesome. It does happen every now so and then. So Dino Riders, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Calling here, can you see? Di- oh, let me see. After years of peaceful existence on the distant planet Valoria, Questar and his people were forced into battle. The power of their step crystal ripped a hole in the fabric of time, sending them backward to prehistoric Earth. Unaware that at the same moment the evil Emperor Krulos was plotting to capture the Step Crystal with his own grotesque Rulon forces. And so, the battle continues in a new place in time with Dino Riders. Oh, I Because I had these toys, and I remembered how, I, I remember how stupid I was as a kid, because I had, <laughs> I had this, um, robot Dino Rider, which was like a Stegosaurus, okay. and it, it would walk. And it would just like open its mouth and um, 
like growl or something, but the jaw would open and close. And I remember being four or five and thinking that I had to... Did you put a hamburger in his mouth? Yes, yes, I did. I was thinking that I had to feed it. Oh, my God. So I would turn it off. I'm not joking. I would put little bits of hamburger in its mouth. One bite for you, one bite for me. And I would think that it was eating it. Even though it was like a cookie monster thing, the stuff would fall out. But yeah, this is totally the show. That's cool. You had such cool toys. I don't know. But I remember I had this... I had this VHS... Because okay. then I also remember I was riding in a car with a friend and a friend's mom. And the friend's mom, this was a friend who was female when I was like five, like a preschool friend. Sure. And she was asking me like, oh, we have to buy a gift for blah, blah, blah's cousin. And he's a boy. She's like, Matt, what do the boys like? And this was like 1987. And so I was like, Dino Riders. And she's like, well, what's that? And like, I remember explaining it. And I remember her being like well being like we don't know what b- little boys like to play with and i was thinking like how do you not know our culture like you need to learn this this is very so were important. you one of the so i one of the things that impresses me when i hang out with my nephews uh you know kids kids um a lot of kids love dinosaurs and and a lot of them st- a lot of children study and and really memorize names and types and can get really into the obscure uh less commonly known uh dinosaur types and i'm always very excited about the study of dinosaurs but I don't remember even as a kid if I really went that deep on the, like, I couldn't even now identify that many dinosaurs by sight, except for ste- the, except for the hugely common ones, Stegosaurus, Tyrannosaurus, Rex, Raptor, um, Triceratops, um, and, and some of the names have even evolved or changed since I was a young person, right? I feel like... Yeah. There, there yeah. are new dinosaurs that were added to the roster. Um, mm-hmm. So, were you one of the kids that was really into dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you, you knew, mm-hmm. you knew a lot of them on site. Yeah, had the even books and even before Jurassic Park came out, I think. I mean, it was the '80s. It was a common, uh, like, toy to buy. I think for little oh, sure, boys, absolutely. like, because I think it was like a safe gift to buy. So, I always had like dinosaur toys and plushies and. Before this movie came out, The Land Before Time was a big thing. Oh, yeah. So I yes. think probably Land Before Time, because that was, was in your the your first 80s. exposure to some of those, probably. probably. And then do you remember this movie from the early 80s? It was a, I think, Disney movie called Baby, The Last Dinosaur. I feel like And I, it was yeah. an animatronic dinosaur. I remember watching that. Was that a live action? It was live action. And I think it had Sean Young. But I remember this movie would be on... The last baby. A uh, baby dinosaur. Oh, now I'm seeing the dinosaur family. Movie. Too oh, okay. So here, Baby the Lost Legend. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had Sean Young and William Cat. William Cat was from Pippin. Oh, all right. The Broadway show Pippin. Right. So yeah, so here's a here's a photo. I remember seeing that and thinking that it was adorable. Looks a little like Toothless, actually. I think these were supposed to be brontosaurus. Oh, okay. Actually, looking back on it, this doesn't look that good. Real. <laughs> But, oh, here, here's a picture. Well, here's with the uh, people. Yeah, um, He does kind of look like Toothless. He yeah, has, there's like, a the, little bit of a the cat dragon thing going on. Uh, I like how he Googled baby dinosaur, and it brought me to Dinosaurs, the TV show. <laughs> oh, you're, okay. The TGIF yeah, show, which has also 90s. Yeah. nothing to do with this movie. But, okay, yeah, this was the cover of the VHS. And I think it's the plot of this movie was it's too people in the modern times they go to an island and figure out that there's a dinosaur but it's like the last dinosaur like ever was like the egg like frozen or something no it or... was like a baby dinosaur it's a baby dinosaur so they're like trying to protect it and there are no other dinosaurs yeah. on the island 
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just making this up. I'm just wondering, like, plot-wise, how it was still a baby when they found it. If if the egg had to have sat around to like, I don't know, John. It, how how, how did I, <laughs> how did dinosaurs like get into an amusement park? And... <laughs> Let's just get into the so movie. So, in terms uh, of the movie, uh, what were your favorite uh, like iconic moments from Jurassic Park? Uh, well, I, I took a lot of notes while we were watching. Sure. It. I think I'm just gonna go through the things that came out, stuck out in my mind. Okay. The first is the intro music, which we played. I think that's iconic. I love, I love the music. I also want to tell the story. <laughs> what <laughs> I remember this buying the CD because the score was so great. I just wanted to listen to the score. You had the Jurassic Park CD, yeah, okay? Just because the orchestral music was so pretty, right? And I also remember that the following winter was the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know what happened that Winter Olympics? They played the Jurassic Park theme. Guess who skated to that? Who was... Oh, was that Tanya Harding? Yes. So amidst the scandal, oh, at the wow. height of the... In the free skate, after everything had gone down, Tanya Harding's last professional skate was to we the Jurassic... dinosaurs. Yes. And this is the iconic skate where her lace broke. Oh, my And God. she has a meltdown. And I just remember watching this, watching... Tanya Harding flub a jump and then start crying while the Jurassic Park theme is booming and thinking, maybe I'm not straight. (laughs) 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 Because I was really... You were living for I was living for everything. She skated over and she she plops up her blade in front of the judges. Living her best life. All right. And then... you were like, you were like, honey. It's such a... It was just a very iconic 90s moment. Oh my God. Anyway. Apropos to nothing, the score is great. Also, I wrote down Spielberg loves fog. There's oh. so much fog in this movie <laughs> for like no reason. Like places there shouldn't be fog, and there is so much fog in ET. Okay, do you yeah. remember? Well, it sort of it it does add an otherworldly element, so I kind of get that. I mean, and... it makes sense because they're on a tropical island. Okay, that it's going to be misty. Is that or like an Indiana Jones thing too? No, or... it's probably. But in ET, there's so much fog. And they live in a very arid New Mexico. <laughs> but when Elliot first meets E.T., like E.T.'s in the shed, and there's just like fog pluming out of it. Is that the right verb? Probably not. But it's like an 80s Lita Ford video where you expect E.T. to come out like with feathered hair. Doing doing like... Uh, d- like uh... Singing Total Eclipse of the Heart <laughs> on a unicorn. I don't know, but there's so much fog in this now, movie. Now, is that because he's really like... A plant alien, you know, like he generates his own atmosphere around him. I think that's a of... smart answer. I think the dumb answer is that it looks. Cool. He really likes the fog. He likes, yeah, because it does create a an atmosphere. An atmosphere, yeah. Uh, so about a year ago, there was a, me- a really stupid internet meme going around where people didn't realize how young Laura Dern was in this movie. So the actress who plays Dr. Sattler, right. she was like 24. Oh, okay. Which I think Laura Dern... Which is quite had... young for Sam Neill, but he was, you know... The character was supposed to be, I think, a grad student or a recent oh, okay. PhD, but I think Laura Dern just has a, um, a, a mature a, presence. A mature presence, that's good. Yeah, yes. but it, but this wasn't a, she wasn't hiding her age. No. Like, she never lied. It's just like, no, you just didn't know this. And now, you know, this isn't an internet... I hate when... The internet tries to make memes out of things that aren't memes. Right. Like, there was that whole years ago where people were like, no, I don't remember a movie with uh, with Shaq called 
Kazam. Kazam. I remember a movie with Simbud called Kazam. It's the Berenstein effect. It's like, <laughs> oh my it, it's really not. You confuse one black guy for another. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so the same thing was like, I didn't know that Laura Dern was super young. Is she a time traveler? It's like, no, you just didn't bother to look up her age. Just, <laughs> there's no conspiracy. Uh, and then at the opening scene, they're at a dig. And there's just, like, this fat publicly Adam kid going, he didn't look that scary to me. Well, there's, like, a school tour going on, I think. Yeah, right? why are these all like, these kids? I... Well, no, I think, I think you know, these, these research digs are funded, you know, so sometimes they're, they're funded by educational institutions. You know, they probably do outreach to schools. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but that might be why they were there, but... Uh, the kid's just there to be an asshole. And then Sam Neill was kind of an asshole right back. He was just like terrifying the poor kid with with the raptor claw that he just permanently keeps, you know, in his pants pocket. <laughs> also, are we supposed to be shipping Alan Grant and Dr. Sattler? As in, are we supposed to think they are a couple or should be? I, I was never I quite can't clear tell. on that, right? Because so... there's moments where... They never kiss in the movie, no, right? No, there's moments They're kind of where... like platonic friends, but yeah. maybe not. Because in the very beginning, I got a very, like, they're co-workers, because she's like, do you want kids? And he's like, no, of course not. I would never kiss to you. And she's like, oh, yeah, someday. So it's like, okay, they are not together. But halfway through, Dr. Malcolm is like, hey, that Dr. Sattler, she's seen anyone? He's, and he's like, yes. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you two were a thing. He's like, yes, we are a thing. So I didn't know if... Dr. Grant was being protective mm. over like he's being a big brother or if he really is into her. I couldn't tell. Their dynamic I wonder, was weird. I wa- now, you read the book. Was that the case <laughs> in the book as well? I don't think so. I don't think there's like a romantic I don't subplot think so. because there is it. it is definitely it's never stated in the film except for that moment where he uh, is like telling Dr. Malcolm, uh, you know, lay off <laughs> essentially. Um, she is you can almost see that she like she's she goes from asking him the question about children to kind of like pushing children into his life to make him more father-like and family-like you know she she guy she she tells the kids to sit in the car with him you know and he didn't want them to be there but i couldn't Um, (laughs) but that wasn't because she was into him she's just kind of egging him on right egging him on and then uh, but it's more literally because tim is like she says, it'll be good for you. Or, or no, Lex says that. <laughs> right. The girl, like, which is hilarious. Uh, I, I don't know. I but don't know what we're it's supposed def- to... I, I definitely feel like an undercurrent And the later of, movies, yeah. because those... We haven't seen the newest one yet, so we don't know what their dynamic... Are they in that? They are. Sam Neill's back? Okay. Yeah, but both of them were in the third one. And it's very clear that they are not together. Like, she goes off and gets married and has kids. Right. With someone else. And he... So so he, they don't... He just, as far as he I just know... just turns into Merlin? Sorry, I couldn't help myself. As far as I know, <laughs> up to Jurassic Park 3, which isn't canon anymore, because Jurassic World, World took is over. a direct sequel to Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Kind of like... They're they're omitting Jurassic Park 2 as well? Yes. So Jurassic Park 1, so uh, 2 and 3 are gone, so it's Jurassic Park 1 to Jurassic World with Chris Pratt to so, this newest iteration? Because everything is a multiverse now, uh, <laughs> yes. Is Which one's Spider-Man in? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I, yeah, my yeah gosh. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is is, is Doctor Grant going to find love? Is really my question. I think I, he'll find love with a dinosaur. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> I, I could see the way that he was looking up at those brontosauri and was he's like, gonna have, he's gonna have Chris Pratt's character like, teach me your ways with these raptors. <laughs> okay. Um, that's not where I wanted this podcast to head, so we're gonna move. Let's, let me skip ahead to the part where they're, where they're in, okay, uh, what I want to talk about. Okay. Something that bothered me while I was watching <laughs> this movie this time. I don't understand how this park functions as an amusement park. So hear me out. Okay. I assume so they go to the visitor center. So I assume their goal is there's I think in the book there's an adjacent resort or hotel. So people come into the island and they stay at the hotel and then they go to the visitor center and the visitor center is kind of like a museum. It's also the restaurant. It's also the gift shop. Okay. And then I assume that the whole park is them getting in a car and having a car taking them an automated tour. Like a safari. And that's it. Am I wrong? Because in Jurassic World, we see that it's very much an amusement park Mm -hmm. like Disney World. But this park, my question is... (laughs) If I have a question, like, is this all there is? Is th- Does John Hammond just expect tourists to get in a car, have the car drive itself, and if they're lucky, they'll see a, they dinosaur see a dinosaur because this park is so big. And it's like it's like when you're going to the zoo, you may or may not see the animals because they may not be out. Mm-hmm. You know? Because when the people are on the tour, they, they don't see a lot of dinosaurs until they literally get out of the car and like go into the secluded areas right like when they see the brontosauruses it's because they're in the trees john well it's because well no and the initially john oh. hammond is driving them ah, yes. around that's not like a tourist no because he's in a gas powered jeep at that yeah point, that's like a the behind tour. the scenes right when they see the triceratops it's because they literally like jumped out of a moving car up and they, they don't see the dinosaurs on the nor- normal tourist route so my question is <laughs> What's the point? What what the, <laughs> the fuck is that with this this part? Okay, like, how, well, how does how to, how is this gonna make money? Okay, so to touch on your point, I think I think at least phase one of the park is designed kind of like um you know how Bush Gardens has that like drive through animal park. I think it yeah I think it's similar in setup like a safari <laughs> like in my, Columbia County like in, there's I, that's okay. there's a drive through safari where you just drive your own car. Is this? And, is it kind of like the Tiger King? Is that? Is it? Like, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, on a on a grander level. <laughs> uh, what is, what is that like? Uh, is that? Noah's there are Ark, thi- or, well, there are what, things. Was that called? There I are parks remember. where you drive yourself right. through. So I guess this is similar. It's my point similar, is that it, it but seems you may like... not. So if you look at the Jurassic World when they had those protected bubbles, I think we're talking about like phase one in the first movie, phase three, where you can literally like be next to the dinosaurs in this plexiglass almost indestructible not quite as we learn um vehicle that you can go anywhere within the park within i think within certain parameters yeah so that's great for jurassic world but for the i guess i don't for understand the, the park, business model for the park, it, it, it seems might like, be boring it seems like, well, yeah so here's my two issues with john hammond's model one he says i want this park to be available to everyone whether you're rich or poor but it seems like this the be if the only attraction is the automated cars you could only have so many people experiencing a day that you would have to charge so much money in fact there was a stat on imdb in the trivia where someone calculated 
how much money it would cost to buy an island and to rent a park, and it was literally a trillion dollars. Oh my gosh. You would need a trillion dollars to start, like, to literally buy an island. And let's not even talk about the expense of cloning dinosaurs. Yeah, you would need, (laughs) but also, to make a profit, you would have to be, you'd have to be just inviting millionaires. It'd be like Fantasy Island. I don't know, it doesn't... And as corporate as the character was in the book, I don't think this rich or poor... I think that even that line was probably invented for the movie. I, I just feel like for it to be an amusement park, you would need more than just people getting into a car, and the car driving itself past cages, where you may or may not see a dinosaur run by the cage. Especially Am since I making so, sense? Well, no, especially, especially since a lot of the attractions, including T-Rex, which would have been the most popular one, um, including the raptors, they're all either underground or covered in thick jungle so you and yeah exactly, against yeah. you know with right. predators that are experts at hiding in foliage yeah. so you would never see them like yeah. the chances of yeah. you ever seeing them pass by like they're exactly. not going to stand there like a lion and be like hello you, you go know, to so, i mean but you go to a zoo and the animals just aren't out right like and they have plenty of places to go uh, in their own enclosures and that's which are, a relatively small compared to this they, yeah you just, so sometimes they you, would go to the far end of the enclosure you would never see anything um and sometimes then those it, lions are not out it, it begs sucks. the question, it also begs the question, for the raptor pit especially, when you look at it, okay, it's entirely a forest underground. Now, you probably have underground display areas, too, that, that they can look through plexiglass and stuff, but um, it just, it, it almost begs the point, why create something so um, devastatingly violent and yeah. vicious if they can't even see it? Because you would you would never you're gonna look down at, answer, into the forest well, so i think they, the bigger <laughs> if we're talking about the ethical issues with this movie the answer to that question john hammond did it because he could right right because he was rich enough and he didn't think about the but they have to the they have to feed them they have to feed them with an in an underground pit with like a crane how are kids gonna look down and see it's, it yeah it, that's, it, that's, and that's it doesn't make sense from a it's why they don't let yeah while we're talking shit about john hammond (laughs) who's not real so he dr sattler dr grant dr malcolm they're given the quote-unquote tour and remember john hammond he's like oh he's they're sitting on like an automated ride yeah and he's talking to himself on the screen it's like hello john hello it's 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 cute good for you does he do this for every, every ride? ride, or is there like a plan B? Thing? I feel like that was a part of his lawyer presentation for just those people. Yeah, I, he probably has to have like a backup. I feel like straight. they dress up okay. a, a regular John. It's kind of like okay. a Walt Disney scenario, okay. you know? Like they, they, you know, maybe Walt Disney did that pres- that type of presentation for I his also, investors. But you one know. thing I did not get as a kid, it made me laugh so hard. The ride comes down, the bar comes down, and they're like, how do we get off this? And the lawyer says, I think it's an auto-erotica situation. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that since last week. Oh my god, that was funny. And then you can't help but enjoy, like, the the scene where he gets, like, eaten off of a toilet. It's, you know, uh, it's just a satisfying, iconic piece of cinema. I know, but is the lawyer really wrong? (laughs) No, no. Well, he's he's right until he's wrong, right? He starts out as like, well, I represent the investors, and then he's like, we're going to make a fortune on this place. That's true. You know, he he does take a turn. So he loses a little bit of that, like, ethical sympathy uh, about a third of the way through the film. But he's... Yeah, he's the one saying, yeah, my investors are worried. They don't think this is a good idea. And we're supposed to think this lawyer is being shady. But actually, this lawyer is right. This is not a good idea. But 
you know, people are complicated. Um, that doesn't mean he deserves to get eaten by a T-Rex while he's on the shitter. But, um, but if that's how I went, I could think of worse ways. Like, if this was on my tombstone, it's, it's, if that happens to me, it's okay. Left little girl alone. No, I wouldn't eaten leave. Off, eat, eat, eaten off of a toilet. Now, you wouldn't leave a little girl alone. You would You would do what Malcolm did. and or If would, it was yeah. her or me. <laughs> I don't. It's uh, fine. I, you know what? I take I that don't, back. I, I wish... don't think you're ever going to be in the um, in the Sophie's Choice scenario uh, with a T Rex where it's no. you and uh, somebody else. This leads girl. a good segue because I actually the movie presents when they're watching the the little film with the little DNA guy who looks like the Clippy from right, Word Art. Right. Like, how do we clone dinosaurs? The Clippy guy makes it sound so simple, like so easy. We so just I, rechain an entire genetic code. I, go- I did Google this. Like, is this possible? Is there science sound? And what I learned was that no, because the the DNA dies when it's preserved. So this oh, movie okay. is like, we just preserve the mosquitoes, which has blood and the DNA is preserved. What I read, and I am not a geneticist or a scientist. <laughs> My bachelor's is in English, from <laughs> what do from a college that had no requirements. B A in English. Well, yours so, is a B S, right? Or yes, B S is pretty apropos for where it's from in no. life. But from what I learned from Google, is no. that the DNA would die within okay. the blood. So yes, mosquitoes can be. So even though it was frozen in amber, the 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 DNA would have would not die. survived. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's why you can't do that. And also, what I learned when we're debunking debunking this is that there's no evidence to support that Tyrannosaurus rexes were blind or that they had bad eyesight. How the book compensates for this is the book points out that they did have to sub in amphibian DNA, Mm -hmm. which they do point out in the movie. So the book says whatever flaws amphibians have, Mm -hmm. these dinosaurs have. Uh, So because I think frogs don't have great eyesight, ergo, the dinosaurs in the book didn't have great eyesight. I see. However, there is no historical proof that the Tyrannosaurus or that their vision was movement yeah so when Dr. Grant is like he can't see you if you don't move that's bullshit because they had good eyesight allegedly and also I evolutionarily speaking it'd be kind of silly for some you know something with very small arms that has to run really fast something really huge to have not acute eyesight it it doesn't make a lot of evolutionary sense to me that's just me speaking out loud and if you look at other species um on the evolutionary chart like uh i've talked about it in the past and so has julia sweeney and several other uh people but uh the squid, for instance, has evolved in eyesight, you know, better than any human beings. Um, so I, I just don't think that something that, like, from an evolutionary standpoint, well, T. Rex is kind a of like predator, a shark, like a perfect predator. A predator would need eyesight, right? right? Yes, right. absolutely. You know, how many how many um, falcons do you do you know that uh, that don't see? You know, it's <laughs> kind of uh, right. an essential. Also. <laughs> Again, something I did not pick up as a kid. I think Jurassic Park, the movie, is interesting. It's one of the few movies, the movie features merchandise about itself in the movie. Oh, yes. Hear me out, because they, they, there's a Jurassic Park gift shop where they show merchandise that says Jurassic Park on it, mm-hmm. which is similar to the same 
merchandise that, that you people get in could the buy. Stores. So it's the very only meta. other yeah. the only other movie that I think does this is Spaceballs. <laughs> We're halfway through. <laughs> Yogurt. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's going like, it's Spaceballs a cereal. Spaceballs the, the t-shirt. Box. Yeah, yeah, oh god. I, that made me think of Spaceballs. Was that also the situation with the E.T. ripoff Mac and Me? I can't remember. <laughs> so Mac and Me was funded by McDonald's. <laughs> so there's random scenes with the, with the characters I just feel going so in. I 80s right now. It Did you again. know what? That Mac and Me featured the screen debut of Jennifer Aniston. I did not know that. She was a teenager, and she is in the background dancing okay. at a McDonald's. Oh, wonderful. Having a having a gay old time. Wonderful. If uh, she can start her career. What do you think of that, Pam? <laughs> like that, there is hope for all hope of us. Hope for us all. In this business. Now, going back quickly to the... Um, the look of the dinosaurs. What mm-hmm. really fascinated me about that is my latest trip, we took our nephew to the uh, Natural History Museum, and there's been a ton of evolution in thinking um, about the actual uh, skin of a dinosaur. Like, mm-hmm. was it more bird-like? Were there, mm-hmm. Did Tyrannosaurus actually have a whole bunch of feathers rather than scales? Um, you know, and that, that whole theory of, of dinosaurs actually evolving uh, over time into birds, uh, alongside, of course, the the global catastrophe that that led to mass extinctions, uh, but it, there's there's a lot of theories about um, you know uh, a- avian or bird evolution around dinosaur types. So, so what I've read, I think I made a note, is that Dr. Grant was right: is that dinosaurs probably split off into a species that evolved into birds, and it's also now believed that dinosaurs had feathers. Oh, okay. So raptors probably had feathers, and then. But also, raptors were not big dinosaurs. They were only about the size of a dog. Really? Yeah, so they were only a couple feet high. But I think Spielberg made them larger just for the movie because it, it makes them, they just film better. Is the claw, yeah. Now, I can't remember, is the claw thing something that was just for the movie or was that real uh, based on uh, skeletal evidence, like uh, fossil evidence? What do you mean the claw? The, like the three-inch retra- th- three retractable oh, raptor Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. So Someone I'm sure somebody on our yeah, somebody in our audience can tell us. Right. I also wrote that Samuel L. Jackson in this movie cracks me oh, up. Oh, he's amazing. Well, he he says hold on to your butt twice, <laughs> which I guess he hold was hold on to your butt. He was kind of. Am I right? He says that twice, right? Well, yeah, and that was before he became like this iconic is, for his swearing. You know, this was that, a year before Pulp Fiction, before he really took off. Yeah, off. and also. If he hadn't been eaten by a velociraptor, I think his character would have died of lung cancer. Because oh, yeah. he is never not smoking. Like, and there's so many shots. Again, there's so much smoke in this movie. <laughs> I think it's an excuse to have more just plumes of blue smoke, <laughs> like just circling these characters' head. It just... And that, that was during a time where that was also the case when you walked into any restaurant. You yeah. like that was a very big part of the culture, especially bar culture, office. I, it was going away from office culture at that point. Like that's when you really had to start going outside. Um, but mm-hmm. for many years, smokers and non-smokers alike, they smoked at their desk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The other note I made. <laughs> And this is skipping ahead towards the end. So the character Lex, she's a very proud vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But there's an iconic shot of her eating Jello. Oh. Is she not aware of where that comes from, or now, is she just consciously making an exception? No, I think it's a lack of. I think it's a lack of knowledge. So she's also like 13. she wouldn't have known that gelatin was made of of animal bone. I don't think I knew that until I was in my twenties. No, I that was definitely me as a young adult uh, learning that. Did you also know marshmallows have? 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, so my sister is a vegetarian. I think I probably learned that from your sister. And she probably taught us both of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Jello so much. I okay. I despise Jello. I think it's the nastiest. It's you, not food. But have you tried it with liquor? Is really as a, yes. Uh, that's <laughs> gross. That doesn't make it better. No, it, no. It's yeah. It's jello trash, sh- it's I think I had a Jello yeah. shot once, maybe at your house when I was nineteen. And oh, I definitely it made, was made them back then. I don't. I don't like anything that's like a conduit to make you. Drunk. Drunker, yeah, or drunk. I think yeah. they're. Gr- I just, if you like Jello, it's fine. It's such a. Gr- I like some of the create dessert creations. It like some of the cakes that involve the but use I feel of like, Jello. So I, I like. feel like the history, and I'm totally pulling this out of my behind. But gelatin was one of those foods that came about like in the royalty in like the 18th century, like aspects, like aspects where it, they would just have congealed all this leftover congealed animal fat. Right. And From be like, broth, stews, And how do we make this into more food? Like, how do mm-hmm. we not waste this fat? I know we'll make an aspic, which is like a fancy salad, a fancy aperitif, and this will be like food of the nobility. And then that kind of just bled into... How do we put sugar in this? Culture, yeah. yeah. And then within the 50s, you know, everything was about jello molds. Well, it, it's it, not it, food. It, it harkens like... back, though, to the, you know, it's taking something very old, which is uh, animal animal stock, essentially, that mm-hmm. is then uh, fr- frozen or uh, essentially maybe dried. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, but I, I mean, I respect that our dog is very agitated by this conversation. Yeah, I, well, respect, I respect people. I respect anyone not wanting to let food go to waste or to let any part of the animal go to waste right i just think jello is gross but and have you when... had ambrosia is really my question yeah ambrosia <laughs> is just like it's frozen it's fruit and jello and it's just it's jello party. and whipped cream it's whipped cream and jello just smushed together <laughs> i always hated it as a kid too and i always hated a little fruit and a it. little suspended fruit <laughs> it's it bothers me oh wow it re- no because when i was do doing need, do you need a huff when I was doing Atkins in the early 2000s, one of like the cheap foods was sugar-free Jello. Oh, you but had all those in the fridge. I remember. Yeah, that. but it it kind of felt like I'm not eating a food. But then like, you, but then you learned how to make the the legendary Mim, which is this. Okay, it's a muffin in a minute, you guys. It's really wild. That's real food. That is flaxseed with an egg. You put it in the in the microwave, and it makes it's really good. So the recipe is. You take, I think it's a quarter cup of flaxseed, one egg, a little bit of baking powder, some cinnamon, and then you have to put a little sweetener, and then you mix it up in a mug. Then you put it in the microwave. Oh, and a little bit of oil, like a little bit of vegetable oil. That's important, or else it's not going to come out in its muffin <laughs> form. And then you put it in the microwave for a minute, and you get a... You get a muffin. You get a muffin. That's why it's called in a Mim. minute. It's an acronym. Oh, uh, muffin and, a and Mim. if you put it, if you put, if the mug you use has a dinosaur on it, it is relevant to this podcast. <laughs> I'll just say, if you have any issues with um blockage, <laughs> if you are not regular, this would not have been a podcast without poop jokes. <laughs> it's not a joke. This is a medical thing. Flaxseed will clear you right up. The reason why... You are going to be good to go. <laughs> there, there, there's, the reason why there is no net carbs yeah. in this, because how you calculate whether something has carbs or not, is like you take the carbs and you subtract the net fiber mm-hmm. because the fiber, you're just going to poo out. <laughs> and flaxseed is all fiber, so... You don't buy a mint. You don't bread. buy. <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's gonna it's you're gonna make it in a minute and it's gonna be gone in a minute. <laughs> Do you have a quiz? <laughs> I'm gonna get back to Jurassic Park because I'm almost done with my notes. So talking about Lex, so her character is useless in this movie <laughs> up till the very end when she figures out how to lock the door, where she goes, It's a Unix system. I know this system. Is this a real system? Because what's seen on screen I, I don't know. I have questions. It's very looks like it looks like a computer system for babies. So okay, <laughs> she so looks like she's playing Coco Bellin. <laughs> I know that I know that Unix is still in use. It is an older system. I know that my work, uh, one of our divisions that I happen to be a part of, uh, just migrated away from Unix, and it's that migration has been endless headaches, endless headaches, but it still exists. I just Googled I don't this. Know I, that it, I don't know that it looks like... I didn't it, do any research. It took me to Reddit. In Jurassic Park, the infamous... It's a Unix system. I know this scene is, in fact, an accurate depiction of the Silicon Graphics 3D file system navigator for IRIX, hmm. an OS based on Unix. Yeah, I, I think because it, being OS based is the, the old school thing about this, but Unix is still around. Okay, so I'm just wrong. <laughs> what was your What was your thought on it? Did you think I thought it looked it all made up? Well, she's looking for a. F so, so here's the thing. So this Lex, is how people used to find files. So Lex needs to find the file to the to lock the doors. Program, yeah. But what looked weird is that there was no. She just kind of hovered around. She like, was like looking in the... Yeah. yeah it, and then she finds one that says park. But 3D mapping was definitely inefficient compared to like yeah. file search. Is it that? <laughs> I think this is so. This is before Windows ninety five. Well, this remember, is this is, still, this is an OS system. That's what they're referring to. This I'm just wrong. It, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're yeah. It just is. It seemed like she found the file by pure dumb luck. Ooh. Like there was no like obvious like oh I need to go here to go here to go here. She seemed it, to chain the information together. She went to kind of like hover around systems. I and guess then she went to hover around. She she I'm followed the logical path, but it's still it compared to what we have now. And I understand why it registers in your brain that way. Like it it's completely inefficient compared to what we're dealing with uh, it, these days. It seems like because right now I've seen you on your computer right now hit uh, what is it uh, uh, command command space. space and with one letter you're hitting any program. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see her do like, oh, I know how to quickly type in a thing to lead me to a thing. You're like, how did she get to the folder, then went to the other folder? Yeah. Then went, but Oh, my, my final thought, again, I love the climax of this movie where the T-Rex saves the day. Right. I remember watching the theater and people were cheering. I remember being really scared because it looks like they're about to get eaten. Sure. And then the T-Rex, and then, so the T-Rex is kind of a hero inadvertently. Mm -hmm. the, uh, he, the T-Rex actually solves the problem of the raptors. My question is, that's a big T-Rex. How did it get in? Well, number one, how did it get into get the building? Into the visitor because center. I don't see any doors that are bigger than like eight feet. And how did it get in without anyone noticing? Like, it's just there. It's literally you know, just I, there. I don't How? know. I mean, he, so he clearly found the loading dock. I'm sorry, she? she All the dinosaurs uh, are girls? Well, no, because nature found a way, as we learned. Uh, but was the Tyrannosaurus breeding, or was it just the raptors were breeding? I think all of them were breeding. Oh. I think I think that's what they, they discovered, eggs and... Um, but isn't there? Of, but there's only one Tyrannosaurus, right? There's only it, one Tyrannosaurus. So yeah, we have a T-Rex. He said. I think so there's only one. It so, might be one girl T-Rex yes. that may become a guy, that may become a girl because they have amphibian DNA. 
Um, but let's just say this this was a girl dinosaur. <laughs> okay, so so uh, Nessie came in through the loading dock, and she's a hunter. She and she's fabulous, right? The so she loading saunters. Dock. Okay. She saunters past the kitchen. You know, she's looking for some snacks, and she's like, "Oh, raptor!" Mm. And then she, yeah, she sees them otherwise engaged, and she eats one. Okay, it's a good she ending. She was feeling but... her fantasy. <laughs> it's a good ending, but even as a kid, I remember that bothering me. Okay. That she's just there. Okay, let's play the box office game. Oh, and I just clicked off the screen. Oh, what screen? <laughs> the screen with the Jurassic Park box office where... I don't know if this game is fun or if anyone likes this, but it kind of makes me chuckle. Do you want to play a game? Okay, no. I hate those movies. <laughs> I do we too. will never talk I about. I totally do. So, Jurassic Park opens the weekend of June 11th, 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can see my screen. I'm just going to assume okay. you're not going to cheat. Let's see if you can guess the top 10 movies. Uh, okay. So, Jurassic Park is number one in its first weekend. It made $47 million. Wow. It goes on to have a billion dollar gross. Holy cow. Worldwide. Number 10. So, some of these movies you know, some of them you don't. So the number 10 movie of that week was a famous flop, but it's based off an NES game. Was that um, Super Mario yeah. Bros? So Super Mario Brothers was the number 10 movie. I didn't see that until adulthood. I okay. saw it in the theaters. Okay. I made my grandfather take me. It wasn't that good. I like John no. Leguizamo, though. We could do a whole... I think we should do an episode on that, because oh that's God. an interesting hot Okay. Movie. Number 9, I don't think you're going to guess. It's a sexy um, uh, a Sharon Stone movie. Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember. You were about to say basic instinct. I was. It's I the was. other one. Oh. She did a lot of sexy. This was Sliver. I have no idea what that movie is. Okay. It's a sexy Sharon Stone movie. It's a sexy, yeah. sexy Sharon Stone movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, number eight is a sequel to a Charlie Sheen comedy. Oh, that uh, parodies another movie. Top Gun. So it's it's uh, whatever. L uh, Part Du. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn it! I can't remember. Space What's the balls. opposite of cold? Uh, hot, hot shots. Hot part shots. Du. Part Du. Oh my god. Uh, number seven. I don't think you're gonna get. I've seen this movie. Um, it has Michael J. Fox, and he plays the talent agent to um, child stars. Oh well, yeah, that's um, Jimmy McGuire, right? No wait. <laughs> you're wrong on. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we're, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm going to break down why you're wrong. So you said Jimmy McGuire. Okay. So you're thinking of Jerry, Jerry McGuire, which starred Tom Cruise, <laughs> not Michael J. Fox, okay. which was about a sports agent, <laughs> not a talent agent. So you're wrong on three different on, levels, okay. but I, I, I like your thinking. All right. What was it actually? It's Life with Mikey. I have never heard of that. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't that popular. Number six. Oh, I've heard of this movie. This had, uh, I think it was Wesley Snipes. Let me just look up the cast. No, it's, this is another Samuel L. Jackson movie. Oh, okay. Um, it had Samuel L. Jackson, Lorenz. Hey, I don't think you're going to get this. This was Menace to Society. Oh, I was going to say Menace to Society. No, you weren't. Because I had seen it on your screen accidentally. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for... Sorry, I'm, I'm not cheating. I'm not. I'm over here. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Okay, I don't, I don't know what that movie's about. Number four... Oh, number five. Yeah, the next two movies... I'm just going to say it. Cause 
you're not going to get? Okay. I don't, I barely remember these movies. So number five is a movie called Dave, which was Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. And it's about a guy running for president. I never no, saw that. This. That was ahead of my time. Yeah. Number four, actually, I don't know what this movie is. It's called Guilty as Sin. This looks like a sexy movie. Okay. This is... <laughs> I was probably not allowed to see that. I don't think I was allowed to see this. This is Sexy Rebecca De Mornay okay. and Sexy Don Johnson. <laughs> oh my god. A female lawyer. I love how it says a female lawyer. Not just a lawyer. lawyer. A yep. female lawyer oh. takes an accused wife murderer as a client, but finds herself morally compelled to betray him one way or another. So I think it's a sexy female lawyer who represents a guy, and then she has an affair with him, and then, I don't know, he's probably bad. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, I, I wasn't uh, allowed Number to three, this. you might know, because okay. I kind of remember this movie being around. Uh, this movie has Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. The plot description is, a young black woman discovers that her father was a sperm donor, and that oh. if it weren't bad enough, he's white. Made in America? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you cheat? No. No, yes, yeah, so that's what it was. Made in America. I've never seen that <laughs> I movie. Think I, I just... Yeah, I, I think I saw that. So I just know that movie because Bobby Goldberg and Ted Danson were dating for a while. Right, and right. I think this is like the one thing. Did they get married? I can't. I don't think they got married. I think just they dating. Okay. dated. But I think that's like the one project they did together. Okay. And then number two movie, I think you may have seen. This has Sylvester Stallone. There's a very famous. Um, poster of him and he has his hand and he's dangling off of i'm gonna spoil cliffhanger it yeah it's cliffhanger okay yeah i, I never saw that no, i never saw that one and then number one is jurassic, jurassic park. park so so good job you actually did better Th than you thought all right yeah i feel i feel good other than confusing uh, okay Jerry that, was, that was definitely for... a, a jonathan moment right did you there. say johnny yeah. mcguire too or jimmy McGuire? i said jimmy mcguire jimmy mcguire yeah uh that is not right i think i had a quiz for us to do but i think i lost you know i lost it on my tabs but we're not going to you know what? we're going to take it anyway okay you're just going to take the quiz and um uh, how exciting because, so it's which jurassic world dinosaur are you how fun um i couldn't find the jurassic park one um f what result do you think you're going to get what dinosaur i I have a raptor, and okay. I'm not only because of this movie, but because of the book you introduced me to from the oh, perspective. Okay. perspective raptor Red? Raptor Red, mm -hmm. I, which is a book I actually really enjoyed. Okay, so pick an attraction, and you can look at the pictures for this. Okay. Gyrosphere, Gentle Giants Petting Zoo, Mo Mosasaurus Feeding Show, Cretaceous Cruise, Gallimimus Valley, or T-Rex Kingdom? I'm definitely going with the Mosasaurus Feeding Show. Okay. I'm going to play two. I'm going to pick the Gentle Giants Petting Zoo. That okay. seems adorable. If there was <laughs> a park with an actual dinosaur petting zoo, I would not leave that part. <laughs> I would just be there all day. Yeah. So pick a character. Uh, and these are from the new movies, but it's fine. Owen, Claire, Gray, Zach, Hoskins, Simon. I don't even remember half these people. I'm going to go with Zach. Okay. I'm going to be... I'm going to be Claire, because I feel like people are mean about her online. Oh, okay. Um, but I like her, and I like the actress. Pick a food. Ice cream bar, popcorn, turkey leg, nachos, pretzel, hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah, you're always about... <laughs> I, I do enjoy a good hot dog. I, hmm. Turkey leg. 
Turkey leg, they're so absurd. If it's, if it's like, I'm just going to do popcorn. Okay. I, I can't go wrong with popcorn. That's a, that's a good snack. And it can be healthy if you don't put a lot of butter on it. <laughs> Pick a famous dinosaur. Oh, this is cute. This Littlefoot, Barney, Denver the Last Dinosaur, Baby Sinclair, Aladar, or Aladar? I don't know. I think that's from the movie oh, Dinosaur, okay. the CGI one. Okay. Or Egbert, Shelley, and Yokel. I don't know who those are. I'm going to go with Littlefoot. I am going to go with... I'll go with Baby Sinclair. Okay. Because this is a 90s podcast. Pick a theme park. Magic Kingdom, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Bush Gardens, Islands of Adventure, Epcot, Universal Studios. Magic Kingdom. Uh, I will... I'll do Epcot. Okay. Okay, pick a job. Geneticist, park operations manager, behavioral researcher, CEO, commander of the ACU, head of security. I think I would go with... What's the ACU? I don't know. Uh, Animal control unit? Oh, no. Uh, This is like a job, I guess, at the park. Like, if you were going to work there, what would you... I feel like park operations would be stressful. I feel like... I feel feel like like all of these routes would be stressful. A behavioral researcher, I guess. Yeah, that's most, like zookeeper yeah maybe i won't get eaten so you're aptosaurus Ooh. aptosaurus is a herbivore and one of the largest animals of all time so that's kind of like a brontosaurus okay i can or get brachiosaurus i, I can will get be down with that. huh what would i be i'm gonna be the ceo i'm gonna be a boss all right you be a boss oh i'm or a trainosaurus rex. rex okay well, not that, what well, i was opposite days cool any other final <laughs> thoughts on Jurassic Park? No, just uh, this this movie is the definition of epic. Uh, even even during uh, multiple rewatches, uh, it still holds up. And um, I think the dinosaurs are cool. And I, I think it's one of those movies that really brings out the you know brings out the awe that you first felt as a little kid when you watched it. Yeah, I, I like the movie a lot. It still holds up. That was my last thought when I watched it for the first time. It's one of those movies like one of our tapes like, yep absolutely it's just there's it's 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 not dated it's still exciting everything everything holds up i think it's still even i think it's even more you could say relevant because we have so much more science advancements now and there's still like the moral and now we have you know getting into ai and mm-hmm. the moral the, the more the morality behind science like when is it too far when does right. it go when are when are you just playing god as opposed to doing something that's going to help. Just because can you, should, yeah. should mm-hmm. you know, should. Exactly. If, that, if you can, should you. And that's, you know, that yeah. was a quote, I think, from Dr. Malcolm. Yep. He spent so much Just time. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. He spent so right. much time asking yourself, can we do this? You didn't ask yourself, should we? And I right. probably still be asking about ourselves about that. Um, in terms of science, forward. in terms yeah. of lots of and things. And I think, you know, science has evolved, you know, to the point now it's in terms of surveillance. Mm-hmm. And now technology is literally in our Every, homes and it's literally right. watching us it's literally listening to us we have a conversation you open up your facebook you're getting targeted ads about what you were talking about when you hit those um agreement forms what mm-hmm. they call it? you are no one you're essentially those. signing your yeah, life away and yeah. that's it's not the same as genetic engineering but it's you know technology is advancing you know it's in ways that we 
can be exploitative if you're not yeah careful i right? mean when social media first came out it seemed like such a great thing but now because of the trump election and the bullying the partisanship like there's so much right. you know people don't always think of the long-term consequences when they create a technology when mark zuckerberg was creating facebook his first pitch as per the social network was are you hot or not or right. are these girls hard and hot or not right or are we can connect people who go to the same college mm-hmm. what a fun idea and then 15 years later it enables fascism it's right and 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 you and, <laughs> and you learned way too much that you really didn't want to know about uh, pretty much everyone <laughs> exactly okay so but if you want to learn more about us <laughs> you can find us on the web we are on facebook we're also on instagram if you want to reach out to us to say hi you can send us an email check at, out our lifestyle channel on at, uh, youtube oh yes we are on youtube at jm, JM productions. productions we right now we have cooking videos on there we'll be releasing more content on that that's mainly going to be for culinary yes. for culinary skills if you want to read my writing um, follow me on instagram where you can read my articles on buzzfeed i write about lgbt pop culture um for buzzfeed uh and lastly if you could please find it in your heart to give us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate that Until next time, I'm Matthew Pullman. And I'm Jonathan Emerson. And remember, stay stay rad. rad!